of all those things that are up there, I know. To you, praise God. How do you like the overhead? I did that. Praise God. Yeah, I did that. I can't believe I did that. I want to sit here and for a while and look at it. No, I'm just kidding. Praise God. I want to talk to you with the help of the Lord today on the subject, no charge. No charge. And I'm going to read to you from Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. Luke chapter 1 and verse 26 says, And then the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art, or thou that art highly favored, the Lord is with thee, blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at the saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, for Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and thou shalt be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Verse 33, And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall these things be, seeing that I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore, that holy thing that shall be born it to thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, praise God, she shall also conceive a son in her old age and this is the sixth month with her and who was called barren for with God nothing shall be impossible and Mary said behold thy handmaiden of the Lord be it unto me look at that according to thy word and the angel departed from her Lord we love you God and praise you Jesus for this day we thank you Lord for this uh, this, uh, we're asking you, Lord, this morning, we're asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be with us. Help us, dear Lord, as we get into your word. And God, we're going to give you all the praise, glory, and honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Can everyone look at each other and say, Amen. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. Praise God. Amen. Did you ever... Think about how the Lord became our Savior, amen, into the world. And to become a Savior, he started out as a baby. The Lord that was going to redeem us, he started out as a baby. Think about that. For the first 12 years of his life, Amen. He called someone mama, probably the rest of his life, but it was mama in need. In other words, praise God, the very God of glory, the very God that created the heavens and the earth, and the very God that made all the substances that existed, robed himself in flesh in a form of a helpless baby 
and it took a mama to take care of him. She had to feed him. She had to change his diaper. She had to be up with him when he was sick. Praise God. She, in the form of a mom, took care of Jesus and made him to where he could become the savior of the world. Did you ever think about that? Salvation to all humanity came through a baby and was nourished by a mother. Praise God. Many great men and women today came into existence and was influenced by a mother. God told Hannah in 1 Samuel chapter 1, he told Hannah, he said, I'm giving you Samuel, which is on loan to you. In other words, praise God, as a mother, you are now required to take care of this child and raise it in the ways of God and the things of God. It is not your child. It is not, it's yours in a way, you understand that, but it is technically, you are taking care of that child. It's almost like, uh, you know, Pharaoh's daughter, which had Moses, and the mother took care of it, but Moses' uh, sister was the one that, uh, or daughter was the one that was the, known to be the mother. Praise God. You know, we, we may have a mother, but we were given to our, uh, our mother on loan from God. Praise God. And to raise it in the ways of the Lord. Praise God. And so, amen. Hannah was told that it was on. But when Gabriel came to Mary, when she was espoused to Joseph, let me explain to you a little bit about what espoused mean. Espoused mean that uh, she was going to be living with Joseph. And she was to act everything like the way that a, a wife would. The only thing that they didn't do was they never had the sexual relationship. And so she would cook for him. She would fix his clothes. They, they acted all the way, praise God, just like a married couple. But, you know, it's amazing in life today. You look, people look at each other and they say, this is an adult class, so I'm going to talk about it. They look at each other and they say, I'm attracted to you sexually, and so that's it. But they can't get along. Praise God. In their day, they wanted to make sure that they was able to get along before they went on with the union of being together. Today, it's just like, it satisfies me that way, so let's not worry about whether or not we can get along. And so you jump into it, and then you get divorced. And then you jump into it, and you get divorced. Praise God. It's nice to kind of take some time and make sure that you want to be together before you get together, huh? But in those days, they, didn't, they did that. And so here is Mary, amen. She is dedicated to Joseph, and they have no relationship. And an angel comes along, and he came to her, and he said, Hail, thou art highly favored above the Lord. Praise God. And in thee, you're going to be a blessed woman. 
She was a blessed woman because she was the mother of Jesus. Praise God. Amen. It just blows my mind that she's sitting here thinking, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Praise God. Can you remember the first time you as a mother was told you were going to be a mother? Can you remember, praise God, when the doctor looked at you and said, you are going to be a mother. Congratulations. You're going to be a mother. They had her, I was just watching the other day, I don't know where I saw it, because I don't watch much Facebook or YouTube or anything, but they had a, uh, uh, a, real, uh, a realization or a revealing of whether this woman was pregnant with uh, a boy or a girl. And the way that they showed it was they shot off these things, pink or blue. And so there was two standing there. And they shot it off. And one was pink and one was blue. And the look on her face was just amazing because she just realized she was having twins. But do you remember the first time that the doctor looked at you and said you were pregnant? I don't want to embarrass her. Christy K just got up, but... She can remember the last time, especially, that the doctor said to her, with a child 12 years old, her oldest child 12 years old, you're pregnant. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And could you imagine the look on Mary's face when Jesus looked at her and said, you're expecting you're going to have a child. Praise God. The Lord told her she was highly favored and blessed because you're going to have a child. Amen. <clears throat> now, praise God, that you look back over the years that you raised your children. Could you ever imagine all of the things that you would have went through? All the things that you, that you faced. All the situations that you had to deal with. Praise God. Could you imagine that those all would have happened? Praise God. When they told you you were pregnant with the child. Amen. Mary stood there that day and he said, you're favored. You're above all. Favored. You're going to have a child. You're going to be a mother. Praise God. You know, the, one of the wonderful things about life is that we all, as you all, all mothers, face different things with their children. There are different scenarios with children. But the one thing I've learned, praise God, that they may face situations with their children. Every child is not the same. I've got four children, and all four of my children are not the same. They have their strengths, and they have their weaknesses. Praise God. And, and, and so they, they're not the same. Amen. They got 
there's situations. And then I've got 12 grandkids. And they're not the same. Every one of my grandkids thinks differently. Amen. And, and so they think differently. And they do things differently. And so every child is different. A mother has to deal with every child. If you have four, if you have eight, if you have 12. Your mother had 12? 15. Praise God. Every child is different. And the amazing thing about that mother is she knows the difference in that child. She knows the difference in that child. And she loves that child for what it is. Praise God. And so every child is different. But the great thing is, and that is for whatever we're dealing with in the situation of that child, there's always a blessing that comes out of it. There's always a blessing. No matter how that child may be challenged, it makes that child even more special, doesn't it? Praise God. There's something special about that child. And Mary faced it horribly. you got to realize that when Mary became pregnant, praise the Lord, it was horrible in that day. To become pregnant and not be married. Matter of fact, it was really on the edge of being stoned. Praise God. She, after the angel said, you're blessed, Mary. You're blessed. You're above all women. Praise God. You're about ready to have Joseph leave you. Praise God. People will think that you've cheated. You know, Mary, how did you get pregnant? Well, was it Joseph? No. Was it another man? No. Yeah, right. She's blessed. See, mothers, mothers are, are blessed when they have a child. She was the most blessed because she was going to have the Savior that saved the world. But with every greatness of a child, there is more struggle with that child. She was going to have to deal with Joseph and try to prove to Joseph. She was going to have to, praise God, look at people on the street that would look at her and say, praise the Lord, you didn't even keep yourself for your husband. Praise God. It's possible if Joseph wanted to, He could have took her out and had her stoned. But you see, when Mary said to Jesus, or when Mary said to Gabriel, let it be unto me, Lord, as thou hast said. And when Joseph was willing to take care of Jesus like he did, it showed the character of both of these people. God chose them because of their character. God knew that Mary would be the woman that would say, Be it unto me, Lord. And isn't that a great example of what a mother does? No matter how hard the child is, I'm going to take care of it. It's cute. I watched it in my wife. I saw it in my mother. But I watched it in my wife as she could be totally exhausted when I would say to her, What do you want to do? I am totally 
were out. But all of a sudden, a child would need something. I'm telling you, I did, I, I'll just be the first to stand up here and tell you and put my face on the pamphlet. Praise God. I could not have taken care of my kids when they were sick like my wife did. When I am tired and I'm exhausted, I am out. But she had the strength to do it every day. I've watched mothers do it every day. Uh, praise God. My mother did it for me. My wife did it for my kids. And when the angel looked at Mary and said, Amen, you're blessed. Praise God. You're going to be, have problems with Joseph. You're going to be wondered if you've been cheated. You possibly could be stoned. Praise God. You're going to have to move around the country because they're going to want to kill him. Praise the Lord. You're going to stand and watch as a mother stands and watch as the scribes and the Pharisees hound him. Praise God. As he's being chased and as he's being put down. You're going to stand one day and watch him as he hangs from a cross. And they did not have, praise God, uh, all the things that they have today like social security and paychecks and stuff like that. When a parent got so old, it was the child's purpose to take care of their Mother, that's why he turned to John on the cross and said, Mother, John, John, mother. John was related somehow there. Praise God. But he looked at her and he said, you're blessed. You're blessed. Mothers, for the most that you have to struggle for those children, the most you're going to be blessed. Whatever that child deals with, that child will become a blessing. Yet Mary's words to Gabriel were, Behold, the handmaiden of the Lord, be it unto me according unto thy word. A mother's love is whatever it takes, Lord, to get it through. You know, as I was getting ready for this message last night, I went by the living room and I, I heard on the news Camilla Harris I heard her make a statement. This was her statement. She said, and about abortion, the woman has a right to her body. And I sat there and I thought, yeah, that's right. There are women in life, but there are mothers. And a mother doesn't worry about her body. She worries about that child. Amen. Praise God. The mother of a child has the same sacrificial desire as Mary did when she says, whatever it takes, Lord, to take care. Whatever it takes. A mother can have a child with all kind of difficult needs, and she has the attitude of Mary. Be it unto me, Lord, as it takes. You know, we talk in the Bible about Mary being a blessed woman, even to the point to where some people try to make her the person that you need to go to to get to God. Mary's job was done at about the age of 12. Jesus himself looked at her and said, hey, I'm about my father's business. 
There comes a point in a time when a mother's uh, situation with her children change. They're not the little boy or the little girl that they used to be. <clears throat> They've grown up now. And I've encouraged others to, to grow up with them. You, as a mother, praise the Lord, they may not be that little boy or that little girl that used to run around. But you can't stay there because you won't have a relationship with them no more when they get older. You've got to grow with them. Your situations has got to grow with them. <clears throat> I'm noticing in my own life that there came a time when I raised my kids. And there came a time when they bought their houses. And there came a time when they needed the education that I knew about houses. Dad, how's the toilet work? Dad, how's the sink work? Dad, how does this work? Mom, how's that go? Mom, how's that go? And then you raise them up, praise the Lord. And now at 61, I'm getting into a grandpa age where they pretty much got it all covered. And now they're like, okay, what's a grandpa like? Praise the Lord. And so you... You mothers, you continue to grow with them. They never get to the point they don't need a mother. You'll always need your mother. Your children will always need you. It's just in a different way. Praise God. In a different way. Mothers can have childs with all kind of different situations. But when they have the attitude of Mary... Be it unto me. Whatever, Lord. You see, Mary's submission to God's plan would cost her dearly. Yet she was willing to be present and do what God wanted her to do. Do you realize that mothers actually change the world when they birth children? The reason that I'm living for the Lord today, part of the reason, of course, is because of my mom, but because of my pastor, Brother Porter, who decided to start a church in Wellsburg, West Virginia, and he gave us the gospel. And he gave us the things of God. And because he started that church, I had somewhere to go. And because of that, I started a church in East Liverpool, and I have somewhere to go. Or you have somewhere to go. <clears throat> you see, mothers bring forth children, and children change the world. Because of our church here in East Liverpool, there have been people that have come through here. And because of other churches that I have known, they have met them, married them, and have children. You see, <clears throat> it's an affection. It's, in a, it's, it's, it's an effect. There's an effect there. There's a constant effect. Praise the Lord. Mary's submission to God affected the world and a Savior. And a mother's raising children affects the world. You know, it's amazing to me. In, 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 in this town how that children will be raised and they'll affect the way a child go, a, a town goes and then all of a sudden 
they pass on, and then another group of people come up, and they affect. But it all comes from the child. And Mary said, I will sacrifice so that God can have a Savior. Once again, I don't know of any women, woman that struggled and had been put upon as much as Mary did when she had Jesus. But on the other hand, Mary's blessings. You see, with every sacrifice comes a blessing. With every sacrifice, there's a blessing. Mary's submission to God's plan would cost her dearly, yet she was willing to be a servant of the Lord. She gave birth to Jesus as her baby, and she watched him die as her Savior. Praise God. <clears throat> you see, it's, it's an effect. We all affect the life that goes on before us. We affect our children. We affect their children. You know, but when God looked at Mary, he looked at her and he said, Mary, he said, I'm going to give you the responsibility of raising a Christ child. But the reason I'm going to do that is because I know you've got the strength. I know you've got the ability. And I may be talking to some mothers today. And if God has given you the ability to have a child, he's given you that ability because he knows that you have the strength and the ability to take care of that child. God doesn't give us things. You know, the, the amazing things about a mother is there's a lot of responsibility there. Sometimes it can be fearful. I remember when we were ready to have children, and I'm like, am I going to be able to be a good father? And I've had some say, am I going to be able to be a good mother? But when God gave Mary, when God looked at Mary and Joseph, and God knew, he said, you know, I know that you're going to be able to be a good mother and father. And so he gave Mary the responsibility of bringing the Christ child in. And if I'm talking to a mother today, I'm letting you know that you have the ability to affect somebody's life, a child's life. And when you have that child, the difference between a woman and a mother is when a mother, amen, sacrifices everything that she has to take care of that child. Whatever it takes to take care of that child. You know, there's a popular song by Harlan Howard. It's called No Charge. And it was such a good song. And it was sung that I just have to tell you them, sirens aren't coming to us today. <laughs> it was such a good song. And it was such a good thing that it just has a tremendous meaning. But I'm going to tell you the lyrics of the song, and it is a popular song 
by Harlan Howard, and it's called No Charge. It says, my sister's little boy came in the kitchen one evening while she was fixing supper, and he handed her a piece of paper. And he had written on, and after wiping her hands on an apron, she took it in her hands <clears throat> and read it. And this, <clears throat> I'm sorry, and this is what it said. For mowing the yard, $5. For making up my own bed this week, $1. For going to the store, 50 cents. And playing with little brother while you went shopping, 25 cents. Taking out the trash, a dollar. And for getting a good report card, five dollars. And for raking the yard, two dollars. Total owned, fourteen dollars and seventy-five cents. Well, she looked at him, standing there and expecting. And a thousand memories flashed through her mind. So, she picked up the pen and turned the paper over. And this is what she wrote. For the nine months... I carried you, holding you inside me, no charge. For the nights that I sat up and doctored you and prayed for you, no charge. For the time and the tears and the cost through the years, honey, there's no charge. When you add it all up, the full cost of my love is no charge. Praise God. For the nights filled with gray and the worries ahead, no charge. Think about it. Praise God. For the advice and the knowledge and the cost of your college, no charge. For the toys and the school and the clothes and for the wiping of your nose, there's no charge. When you add it all, the real cost of my love is no charge. After that, mom finished talking to her little boy. She looked up at her great she looked up at him with great big tears in his eyes. And he said, "Mama, I sure do love you." 
And then he reached out and he got the letter. And he turned it over and he wrote in great big words, paid in full. You see, because when you add it all up, the real cost of his love was no charge. Christ died for you. There are many who do so much. There are pastors who keep churches. There are people who pay tithes. There's a mother by the name of Mary who would go all through that she went through. And every one of us got our salvation. And there was no charge. There are people who work constantly to make it for the world to be saved. There were sacrifices that Brother Porter made for me so that I would have a church to go to. There were people in that church who would cut the grass, clean the church, and do all that to give me the benefit to come to God, to have salvation that would save me for eternity. No charge. You don't, you know, it's kind of just on a cute rim. I had a grand, <laughs> I had a grandmother that told me that her grandson was little and he said, Grandma, Grandma, let's go to McDonald's. And she said to Grandma, she said to her grandson, she said, you got to have money to go to, to McDonald's. And he said, no, 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 no. He said, it's no problem. You just don't stop at the first window. And that is cute, but I'm telling you, praise God. There is no charge for the salvation that Jesus has given us. Let's not take it lightly. Somebody paid dearly for it. There are people that are paying dearly for what we got. I don't know what, about you, but I like it when I work for the things I get. I like it for when I do the things that gets me the benefits I got. There's a little bit of pride in that. Amen. And I can't pay for my salvation. But I can do my best, praise God, to understand that there's a cost to it. The greatest thing in this life is to not go to hell and be able to go to heaven and to be saved. But it's amazing to me. And when there is no cost for something, people don't appreciate it. I had a gentleman who bought his son a Mustang and he wrapped it around a telephone pole. And he looked at me one day and he said, does he not realize the sweat that ran on my back to buy that car? And I said, no, he doesn't realize. That's why he wrapped it around the telephone pole. But one of the greatest things in this life that you'll ever have is a salvational message with the Lord. My living for God and walking for God has given me the best life on this earth and a heaven to come. But I'm telling you, I didn't pay for it, but somebody did. 
Somebody paid for it. And there's no charge. No charge. Let's all stand. And let's just worship the Lord for that no charge right now. Come on. Praise the Lord. God, we love you. God, we praise you and we magnify you. Touch, Lord, and to move and to be with us, dear God. Help us, dear Lord, in your